So hello everyone, welcome to Wednesday in the Word. I am grateful to have you as an audience on the day and just know that the enemy is busy. But whenever that happens, that means we're on the verge of a breakthrough. So thank you for your consistency and perseverance in pressing your way. I want to pick up you all in this series um, dealing with resetting our lives. I want to deal with some more this whole notion and idea of resetting our energy, resetting our energy. I've been dealing with that over the past few weeks, this whole idea about resetting our energy. Energy is um, to, to have the ability to be active, energy to have the physical, the mental, or spiritual strength to do things, which, by the way, is called useful power. It's called useful power. And that useful power allows us to engage. It allows us to engage. When you lose your energy, you lose your engagement. When you increase your energy, you increase your engagement. As we grow tired and weary in life, we have to learn how to reset our energy. And for the last few weeks, we've been outlining those things that are necessary to reset our energy. We determined, um, number one, that we need to put rest in its proper place. Come on, I need you to help me. Put that in the chat for me. Go ahead and log that in your notes. We've got to put rest in its proper place. Second, number two, we need to grow our trust. We need to grow our trust. Number three, um, we have to let go of emotional weights. Got to let go of emotional weights. Last week, we talked about actively engage in life. Actively engage in life. Today, I want to continue with some additional principles, some additional steps that I believe are absolutely necessary if we're going to reset our energy. The fifth thing that I want to focus in on today is this, find and flow in a personal rhythm. Find and flow in a personal rhythm. Now, what I want you to do for me is I want you to focus on that word rhythm, rhythm. When we first started dealing with this whole concept of energy, we started seeing how God had established a rhythm in the beginning. We looked at how he established day and night. We looked at how he gave us a 24-hour cycle and how a part of that 24-hour cycle that he gave to us was for labor and the other part was for rest. God gives unto us an activity rest cycle. We also um, looked at the fact in about, as it relates to that same rhythm, um, how he applied that whole concept to the week. He gives us six days of activity and one day of rest, which is called Sabbath. Now, all I'm attempting to do is to establish the fact that there is rhythm to life. So, Pastor, what is rhythm? Rhythm is a systematic, predictable beat or flow. It's a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement or sound. Rhythm has moments that are on or off. Rhythms are predictable. 
you flow with rhythms. Now, the opposite of rhythm is arrhythmia. Arrhythmia is an irregular or abnormal rhythm. Rhythm energizes. Arrhythmia drains you. So if you have an arrhythmia in terms of your heartbeat, it can create a problem in your body. Rhythm is important to life. It's important. Rhythm is important to your heartbeat. Now, when we begin looking at the um, life of Jesus, we discovered that Jesus lived his life in rhythm. So what I've attempted to show you is how God created life and created us in rhythm. But then Jesus lived his life also in rhythm. His life was synchronized. It was in synchronization with the will of God. Um, let's take a look, if you don't mind, in, in, at the Gospel of John, chapter 5, verse 19. This is what it says. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. Now, what Jesus is attempting to help us to see here is the whole idea and concept of rhythm. He's helping us to see the pattern that he's in as it relates to being in sync with his father. Let me ask you, look at John chapter 10. John chapter 10, verse 30. Um, it's there that Jesus makes this statement. The father and I are one. Again, Jesus is helping us to see how he and his father are in rhythm with one another. Listen, you all, when life gets out of rhythm, one's energy is drained much more quickly. So, Pastor, if that's true, then how does one get their life back in rhythm? How, how can we live in rhythm? Uh, allow me to give you some factors that um, I believe will assist us. Allow me to give you some keys that will assist you and I with bringing rhythm to our life in order to reset our energy. The first key that I want you to hold on to is we have to set a regular daily pattern and weekly pattern. Got to set a, a, a daily regular pattern and weekly pattern on how we live our lives. When you begin to establish a regular pattern, a daily pattern or a weekly pattern on how you live your life, you are actually saving tons of energy from decision making because you've already established a schedule that has those things that are a priority of which you build your life around them. And this helps us to aim at the right target See, so often in life, we're, we, 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 just kind of, um, we just kind of go through life with whatever's coming our way, with whatever seems to be urgent at that moment, and we end up being pulled in a thousand directions. So a better way to live is to determine the priorities in one's life. It's to schedule one's day, one's week, based upon those priorities so that you are living on purpose and you are living with purpose. And this, my brothers and sisters, is what I believe brings rhythm. Let me give you 
the second key. Here's the second key. The second key to life's rhythm is to find your best daily work and life flow. It's to find your best daily work and life flow. All of us are different. We've got different personalities. We have different energy levels. What will help us reset our energy and or maintain our energy in our life is for us to find out or figure out our highest and lowest energy moments of each day. Then use the highest moments for the highest priority items and to use your highest energy for your best advantages. In other words, and what I'm trying to get you all to see and understand, if you are a morning person, one who thrives in the morning, or you are your best self in the morning, then maybe you ought to have your highest priorities um, to be accomplished in the morning. Maybe I'm talking to somebody else who say, hey, Pastor, I'm not a morning person. I'm an afternoon person. You come alive in the afternoons. Maybe that should be the time that you focus on your highest priorities. Probably for somebody else who's listening to me in class on the day, um, it's the evenings that you function the best. Either way, you have to really know and understand the best and highest use as a person, which helps to establish rhythm in your life. Let me give you the third key. The third key, the third key um, is to do away with time wasters. Do away with time wasters. It's important to realize that your life is made up of time and time is your life. Actually, you all, whenever you, whenever you invest time in, your, in the right way, you are investing in your life. When you waste time, you're actually wasting your life. So much of what happens in our day-to-day -day activities are really time wasters. We ought to do an inventory of those things that we have made a part of our life, a part of our routine, and determine if, in fact, they are time wasters. If it's, if it's not um, helping you to achieve what your priorities are, then that is a time waster. Wasted time does nothing but drain us of our energy. Let me give you this fourth key. The fourth key um, is to limit, limit energy drainers. Yeah, we ought to limit energy drainers. In our lives, we're going to have things that energize us. And there are other things in life that actually drain us of our energy. Now, you can't avoid everything that drains energy from us. Some of life's duties are energy drainers. Some relationships are energy drainers, while other relationships are energy producers. Mm. Some relationships are energy drainers, while other relationships are energy producers. Now, what I'm suggesting is that we need to identify energy drainers and begin to minimize them. That's what I'm suggesting. Y'all, we should keep them um, from dominating our life. 
Too many of us are filling our lives up with energy drainers, and we have nothing that's energizing us. Energizing us, just so you know, obviously comes from our relationship with Christ. Spending time with God and his word has a way of energizing us. And as we stated earlier in our study about what we see um, um, in Isaiah chapter 40, I showed this to you all earlier in the series in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. It tells us this, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Energy um, can come from established rest time. That's one way to get energy. Uh, another way that we can get energy, it can come from a hobby of some sort. We also agree that energy can come from a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And these are to be the things that add energy and limits the things that drain you of your energy. And so I want to suggest to you that um, we are to be mindful of those um, um, things that drain us of our energy. Here's the, here's the fifth key that I want to give to you. The fifth one is we got to stop multitasking. Got to stop multitasking. Multitasking is doing multiple things at one time, doing a lot of things at one time. Now, we often think of multitasking as a productive skill. It's a productive skill. When many studies have been done to prove that multitasking is not effective, nor is it efficient and that it actually drains energy from you. We ought to attempt to be single-focused. We ought not spend our lives attempting to do a thousand things at one time. Focus is powerful. Now, I'll say some more about that later, but I just want to give that. Focus is so powerful. Let me give you the sixth key. Number The sixth key... Um, um, that we need in order to energize ourselves and to certainly give rhythm to our lives. The sixth key is to check your addiction to media and technology. You got to check your addiction to that, to media and technology. You know, in our world today, we can't even begin to figure out, or even phantom, how we got along without technology. We have our cell phones, we've got iPads, we've got laptops, we've got desktops. We have this all around us all the time begging for our attention. You know, these devices get in the way of interaction. They get in the way of engagement and relationships. Persons are literally becoming addicted to those devices and the platforms that the devices allow them to access, such as um, emails, Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and because we are spending so much energy in these areas, we're becoming addicted to our technology, which becomes an instrument that drains us of our energy. And the reason why it drains us of our energy is because we start comparing ourselves to others. We start measuring ourselves to what others are doing. We start um, looking at how they look in regards to social media. And these things starts controlling us. 
Now, I, I, I'm not at all suggesting that technology is bad. It's clear that technology has enhanced our lives. It's obvious that social media is a powerful tool when handled properly. But we cannot ignore the fact of the, of the fact of the matter that this media and um, technology is addictive and it has addictive elements. And the bad side of social media that drains us um, of our energy is not good for us. So I, I'm going to suggest that we, in fact, have to be mindful um, of our addiction to the media and technology. Let me give you the seventh key. Here's the seventh one. The seventh key that brings um, rhythm to our lives is to give yourself fully to the moment you're in. To give yourself fully to the moment that you're in. Now, please hear me on this. What you don't want to do is live in your past, nor do you want to live in your future. Your past is your past, and your future hasn't arrived yet. Too often, y'all, we spend an enormous amount of time going over stuff in our past. We allow regrets and mistakes to continue to haunt us. Or we project in ourselves what's coming that hasn't arrived yet. So we live in the future. So here we are either living in our past or living in our future, missing our right now. The present is the only moment that we have. Living in our past or living in our future drains us of our energy, which keeps us out of the life of um, having um, rhythm, keeps us, keeps us out of the good life of rhythm where we should be in the moment. All right. So I want to suggest to you that we ought to you ought to give yourself fully to the moment that you're in, not your past and not your future. Here's the eighth key that I think will bring us back to the right rhythm in life, and that is to embrace interruptions and changes positively and graciously. In your schedule for your day or for your week, we ought to come to grips with the notion that no schedule, whether it's for your day or week, will be perfectly kept. There'll be days or weeks that will go by where everything you want to do will not get done. So then that means that we have to make adjustments to the reality of the interruptions and changes that come our way. We have to learn how to handle them positively and graciously. Now, if we don't handle changes and interruptions positively and graciously, then we will succumb to having to have things one way or not have them that way at all, or not have them any way at all, which becomes an energy drainer. Yo, this will cause much stress. It causes much stress. Yo, having the flexibility of a schedule that you can work while trying to maintain your priorities is freedom. It's stress-free. It gives us the ability to adjust positively and graciously. Flexibility gives us the opportunity to relax in the effort of getting done what needs to be done. Now, yo, these, these, these eight keys that I've lifted for you all, these keys 
um, will help us to stay in a life rhythm. They will help us to um, preserve our energy. Okay? Now, let's, let's, um, let's keep going. If we're going to reset our energy, we're going to reset our energy, oftentimes, y'all, we need to find and, and flow in a personal rhythm. Find and flow in a personal rhythm, okay? Now, God built us for rhythm. God is a God who established rhythm in creation. He established rhythm in us, and our energy is best preserved and increased when we learn to live in rhythm with God and with his will for our lives. If we're going to reset our energy, if we're going to reset our energy, the sixth thing that we're going to have to do is learn to be grateful. We're going to have to learn to be grateful. We're going to have to learn to be grateful. Be grateful. Um, we have to learn the principles of gratitude. Give some thought to what happens to us when we grumble or complain about someone or something. What happens to us emotionally? Whenever we move into a grumbling and complaining mode, our energy begins to start draining. Negativity always has an impact on our energy level. A negative mindset becomes so pervasive that we can't even see just how negative we are, nor do we realize how much energy we are forfeiting because of our negative pattern of life. We want to move from negative to becoming a person who is grateful. Not only are grateful people easier to be around, but grateful people have more energy. The more grateful you are, the more energy you will have. Sometimes the resetting of one's energy is as simple as just stopping the complaining and grumbling and being grateful for how God has blessed you. Now, there's energy in praise. There's energy in worship. There's energy in thanksgiving. There is energy in gratitude. Let me show you all what Philippians chapter 2 verse 14 says, and I'll end here. Philippians chapter 2, verse 14, it says, do everything without complaining and arguing. Did y'all see that? Do everything without complaining and arguing. The writer says, do everything. Read too fast. It says, do everything, everything, without complaining and arguing. Because, and here's why. Because complaining and arguing drains you of your energy. Hey, listen, I'm going to end here. But stay tuned to next week. I'm going to pick up right here with this whole idea of being grateful. That's where I want to pick up, being grateful. Now, listen, thank you for your time. I appreciate you all on today. As, as customary, you know there are two things I want to ask you to do. Number one, I don't want you to leave without having an opportunity to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're listening to me on today, and you, in fact, want to get your life in rhythm, you want to get it in sync with God, then I want to recommend that you enter into a relationship with God. 
So if you're listening to me right now, you say, hey, pastor, I want to be in relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to ask you to do something for me. I want you to pull out your smart device. And I want you to text 94000. And in the chat, I want you to put connect CNBC. Connect CNBC. It's on the screen for you. I want you to put that there. And I can assure you that someone's going to respond to help you to enter into a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want to come back to the Lord, if you're looking for a church, go ahead, text 94000 and put in that chat, connect CNBC. And I can assure you, somebody's going to respond to you immediately. In addition to that, here's the second thing I want to ask you to do. I want you to sow, um, give unto the Lord an offering today. There are multiple ways in which we can give. It's on the screen for you there. Don't allow this opportunity to pass you by without having an opportunity to worship God through giving. Hey, listen, thank you for your time. Appreciate you so very much. On your mark, get set. Let's grow. Have a great day on purpose.